I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 384. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. A few weeks ago in episode 381, we talked about a psalm of lament. We used an outside resource to guide us through the pattern found in the psalms. Turn to the Lord in prayer, voice your complaint, ask boldly for God to respond based on his revealed character, and walk on in trust whether your circumstance has changed or not. This week's song, Hold On to Me by Lauren Daigle, reminds me of that third step, that boldly asking God to respond in a way we know he has said he will. You see, scripture takes us even deeper than that, and I can't wait to jump into it. But first, let's listen. Hold on to me when it's too dark to see you, when I The first question you need to ask yourself, because I know you want to be discerning in your music choices, is does scripture ever describe God holding on to us so that we can make this bold request of him, hold on to me? And the answer is a resounding yes. There are many places we could go in scripture. But for today's lesson, I've chosen a couple of chapters from the book of Isaiah. Now, the book of Isaiah is long and a little complicated even. Um, Even if you do read it from cover to cover, especially if you jump in the middle where we will be heading today. And so I recommend taking the bite of consulting an overview before diving in. Now, BITE is just an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises, and I basically just share my habits that I use each week to interact with God's Word with you through my BITES. Now, my desire for you is to read God's Word for yourself, but even more than that, I want you to move beyond that and start interacting with it in ways that will help it sink in and build a foundation for God's Spirit to transform your thinking and your life to reflect His plans and purposes. Now, my favorite resource for overviews of books of the Bible are the videos produced by the Bible Project. And Isaiah is such a large book that it actually takes the Bible Project guys two videos to completely review it all. So each video is actually less than 10 minutes long. It's definitely worth an investment of your time to get the big picture understanding of what's happening in the book of Isaiah, and then keep that in mind as you study a section out of the middle of it. For example, 
I studied chapters 40 and 41 this week because of these verses. In in Isaiah 40, verse 11, he sa- it says, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And so here we see God not only holding on to us, but carrying us. And then in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So here we see God holding on to us. But but more than that, with an intent for good and actually the power to keep us held. There's just so much in these two chapters, and if you take the time to go ahead and watch those overview videos that I mentioned, you'll see how these two chapters fit into the bigger picture of Isaiah. And then if you follow, also follow the bite of reading in context, and I loosely define context as at least the chapter before, your focus chapter, and the chapter after, you actually see quite a shift between chapter 39 and chapter 40. And the video it will actually explain this shift. There's a kind of an actual like a break in the book of Isaiah between chapter 39 and 40. So I, I do want to take a minute to encourage you here. I don't know where you are in the process of learning how to study your Bible. And by the way, I'm still learning. I hope you are too. I hope you don't ever feel like you've arrived I'm still reading books and blogs and taking online courses on how to better study and interact with God's word. I want to get the most out of it that I can. But perhaps you are the person who reads chapter 39, uh, which is kind of like a story of of a king and Isaiah and the interaction. And then all of a sudden, chapter 40 shifts to a different kind of sound and a voice and something different completely is happening. And you may not understand that shift. You might not have even caught the shift. I mean, the whole thing might be so confusing that you don't realize that there is a shift. Or maybe you read it, you caught the shift, but you don't really know where to go to discover why there was a shift or what the significance of it is. Or maybe you've studied Isaiah in depth, and you not only see the shift, but you know what's happening and why. There's obstacles in each of the the responses that I've just described. The first person, uh, let's say, reads it, gets frustrated and confused, and then therefore doesn't read anymore, or as often. The next person may lack the knowledge, uh, and then and because of that lack of knowledge, it derails their further study, or perhaps. They get so enthralled in what others have to say. They go, they find some resources. They find out what other people have to say, but they end up staying more in those resources and begin to elevate the explainer over the author. And then the one who's super familiar, has great knowledge, may get puffed up or begin to disengage with scripture because they feel like they've read that already. I don't really know. I don't know where you stand and and, and you may not be in any of those examples that I gave, but all I want to, all I want to encourage you is wherever you are, don't let whatever obstacle comes up for you derail you from further study. Keep on keeping on. You will build a foundation of knowledge that you can build on top of, that the Holy Spirit can build on top of. You will discover that God can take you deeper and deeper. You will never come to the end of him. In fact, if you study in Isaiah 40 and 41, you will see that. You will begin to see him described in such profound ways that you realize there's just always going to be more. And that's a good thing. All right. If you are reading a text and you don't know where to start, the best place to do, the best place to start is to take the bite of starting with God. 
Read the text looking for clues about God. Look for his character, his conduct, his concerns, meaning what's he like? What's he doing? What seems to capture his attention? So starting in chapter 40 of Isaiah, I read this. Verse 1, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now in these verses, I see a God comforting his people. I see a father who may have disciplined, but disciplined out of love and at this point is showing compassion and care. And I know when I'm in distress that I cherish tender words, not harsh I told you so's. And so I see a tender father. Verse 3, a voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now, even if I really don't know what's going on here specifically, I see that the obstacles for people to travel a path will be wiped away. And it's all for the glory of the Lord to be revealed. You see valleys lifted up, mountains being made low, rough places being smoothed out. So it seems to me that the Lord is interested in making the way so a a way that is not tricky, but a way that is level and easy to traverse. That is what I see when I, when I think about what do I learn about God in these verses. Let's keep going. Verse 6. A voice says cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers. The flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. Now, here scripture leads us to take the bite of comparing and contrasting what are people like versus what is God like. And of course, we're still in this start with God bite, but we can add in this little bite to really dig deep. You know, people change, but God doesn't. Uh, the word of God stands forever. What, whatever description is made here of the flesh, we know that God isn't like that. So, God's beauty doesn't fade. God doesn't wither or get old. He is eternal and he stands firm and bright and beautiful. These are the things that we can learn by understanding or comparing and contrasting in these verses in scripture. Let's keep reading. Verse 9, go on up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good news, lift it up. Fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. I love verse 9 because its repetition draws me in. Go up to the top of a mountain. Shout it out. Say it with gusto. You know, don't fear or shrink back. Behold your God. 
um, I follow a uh, the daughter of a friend on Facebook, and I don't know her new husband, but I see his posts a lot because he tags her in them. And they just got married, and he was so excited. I mean, they both were, but he was so excited. He was clever and witty and cool about it, but you could just tell that he he wanted to shout it from the rooftops with gusto. I'm marrying my best friend, and she's beautiful and amazing, and I love her. Just look at her. And that's what this means when it says, behold, your God, just look at him. Isn't he amazing? In fact, let me tell you in verse 10 and 11, how amazing he is. You know, if you, if you haven't taken the bite of making a list in a while, it goes perfectly with this bite of starting with God, because as you begin to observe all of these characteristics of God, his character and his conduct and his concerns, you can write them down. You can log all of that in a list um, or you can have three lists, you know, uh, his ver- character versus ca- conduct versus concerned concerns. You could even make a chart. Uh, but what would be on my list in these verses? Um, God comes with might. His arm rules for him. I'm not 100% sure what that means, but I'm going to put that down. His reward is with him. My question might be, what reward? His recompense is before him. Uh, what does recompense mean? <laughs> I put, uh, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. Okay, I can get my mind wrapped around that. He will gather the lambs in his arms. Now, I can picture a shepherd doing that. He will carry them in his bosom. Other translations say he will hold them close to his heart. I can picture that. And he gently leads those with young lambs. All right. Now, there's a couple of things that you can do here. You can leave your questions unanswered. I kind of shared with you a few of mine. Like, what does that mean? Uh, what, what, what is he talking about here? What, what would that look like? You could leave those questions unanswered and just take on the bite of meditating on the parts that you do understand for now. There is no shame in taking that path. I I always say that there's enough in scripture that you do understand for now. I'm not saying that you leave it forever. You always leave your questions unanswered. But I'm just saying that there will all, let there be a little mystery for you. It's okay to have a little mystery or or to grow into understanding all of the text. Because in this example, there's a whole lot that we could picture and meditate on without doing any further research on the questions that we have. Now, that's actually the path I'm going to take today on the podcast. But another path is to use your questions to spur on further study. For example, I am going to go ahead and link to a great article from gotquestions.org on defining recompense. Uh, you can find this at the sh- in the show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 384, or it's in your inbox if you're already a subscriber to my email list. Um, but so again, you can use it to inspire you to t- do further study and check out different things and get those questions answered, or you can leave those questions for now and just really meditate on the parts that you do understand. Now, because I'm using our song, Hold On To Me, as inspiration I wanted to meditate more on this idea that God tends his flock and gathers his lambs in his arms close to his heart. He's holding on. And so if you keep reading in chapter 40, uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to meditate on that. But if you keep reading in chapter 40 and and it sounds uh, a little something like what you might read in the book of Job, it'll ask questions that only highlight God's might and greatness and questions that you may want to ponder if you are questioning God's ability to act in your situation 
or maybe you're thinking a little too much about the obstacles and a little too little about God's majesty, power, and influence. Perhaps you're burdened by government or politics of your nation or your area. Read verse 17. It says, all the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. Okay, so again, God is just so much bigger than we are. He's so much bigger than our circumstances. Um, And so just keep reading chapter 40 on your own uh, to see that in 41. You'll just continue to see God um, and, and continue to write that down on your list and all these characteristics that you're discovering about God. Now, I mentioned at the top of the episode that the cry of this song reminds me of boldly asking God to move in a way that scripture has declared that he does. Now, our song gives us some clues as to when we might cry out for God to hold on to us, that we might want to remember that our good shepherd holds on to us and and holds us close. Our song says that we would cry out for him to hold on to us when we're weak and barely holding on ourselves, Um, or perhaps when we're breaking under the expectations of others. But also when we choose to walk in darkness or when we walk away from the ways of the Lord, from opportunities that he has for us. And uh, there's a good mix of good old human weakness and straight up rebellious spirit in the song and also in the scripture. You'll see that when when you read about Israel, you see that they were not faithful to their faithful God. And it is quite often that neither are we. So this is not a cry to an indifferent God that we might persuade him to hold on to us. We're crying out on the basis that he that he will hold on to us no matter what, despite us, because it has nothing to do with us. It's it's who he is. It's his character and it is his revealed character to us. Uh, God's people in Isaiah's day got it wrong too. Verse 20 says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? Why do you say, My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? I love it. My way is hidden. Can you really hide anything uh, from the Lord? He can't see me. Uh, Or worse, he disregards me. He's indifferent to me. No. Uh, Verse 28 says it. And he's, Have you not known Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not uh, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He holds on to us, dear friends. So what should our response be? To wait for the Lord, to trust him, to let him hold us close. And so the next time you sing along with Lauren Daigle, hold on to me. Just remember, God does. He is holding you, and he will continue to do so. So what's next? Well, read Isaiah 40 and 41. Make note of the characteristics 
conduct and concerns of our mighty creator. Figure out how these chapters of Isaiah fit into the whole by watching the overview videos over at BibleProject.com. Make a list, uh, compare and contrast, and meditate on all that God has revealed himself to be. Then turn in trust despite your current circumstances, knowing that he's holding on to you. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter or Instagram at michellekneezat. Or my public page on, uh, on Facebook is michellekneezat. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network, a network of podcasts associated with newreleasetoday.com, the most innovative and largest Christian entertainment site online, existing to inform fans immediately about each week's new releases. I'm excited to be a part of this network. I hope you check out other uh, podcasts in the network. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days, and it's never too late to jump in. You just submit your name and email address to michellekneezat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. And and I'm excited to announce that I will be the keynote speaker at the Cultivate Conference, a conference for women in Lafayette, Louisiana, September 10th through the 11th. Now you can learn more about the conference by clicking on the link on my website. Go to michellekneezat.com and there's a speaking and scheduled events tab and you can get the link there. I would really love for you to come to this event. It is in the heart of Cajun country, which is my home region. We have the best food and Southern hospitality that you could ask for. It's going to be a great conference and a fun place to be a tourist too. So I hope you check it out. We're going to be talking about cultivating wonder in our walk with the Lord. Tickets are limited, so make your plans today. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Hinta from Washington, Loretto from the Philippines, Robin from somewhere in the U.S., Vanessa from Canada, Karen from California, and Erica from Virginia. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites. This is a great place to start, and it's really valuable to you. Uh, I also send a weekly email that has all the links and all the show notes that I've talked about. Um, It's delivered conveniently to your inbox. And so um, you also get instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my episodes from time to time. All of this is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, It encourages me, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Michael, who writes, your gift to bring full life to a song is incredible. Thanks for sharing your time, talent, and techniques. Well, thank you for sharing your kind words, Michael. They bring life to me, and I'm so appreciative. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneezat.com. Through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, you can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Who Else by Natalie Grant to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 384. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.